my gosh, oh my gosh. Who is he? Wait, is he coming over here? And we are back, everyone. We are back to the Wooist Podcast, the podcast where we help you charm whoever you come across. And as always, we have the lovely three principles coach, Veronique Pivetta, and me, Patrick Wu, the Wooist. And last week, again, we left you on a cliffhanger. What was it again, Veronique? What, what did we talk about um, that we're going to say we're going to talk about? It's something about um, which psychological mindset um, would help you to find dating uh, much easier and much um, to become better at dating and to to find it much easier. Well, good because I know that a lot of us have a hard time with the psychological side of dating. Oh, absolutely! And I think the hardest thing for people when it comes to dating is how to handle rejection and failure. Mm. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And so that's what I actually want to talk about today. It's kind of a different way to look at rejection and failure and um, what I want to say is I want to um, explore with you Pat the possibility to just completely um, eliminate the concept of rejection and failure from the way you look at the world because um, especially when it comes to dating Um, it's not useful to think um, about dates in terms of uh, success and failure. So let let me tell you um, a little example to to illustrate what I I want to point to. So a couple of years ago, I had, um, I decided that I wanted to um, become better at dating. I just decided one day, I said, okay, this year, dating is going to be my priority. I'm going to try uh, everything I can, you know, to just have as many dates as I can and to become better at it and to to make progress. Like, somehow, I had this vision that I wanted to work on this area in my life. And so um, I was super motivated to just try out things. So, you know, I tried... Um, internet dating and Tinder and some uh, kind of fancy marriage bureau and you know and I asked <laughs> I asked people you know in my circle of friends if they knew anyone who was single that they could introduce me to so I was like super open-minded about it and I thought you know what I'm going to try everything and anything and I'm not going to be like I'm let's just try you know I, I was kind of in an on I had like an adventurous mindset <laughs> my, my my philosophy was let's you know like practice makes perfect <laughs> I think that I think that's what my philosophy was practice makes perfect so I just need practice and so I was one day I was meeting up with a friend and I was telling her about a couple of dates I had had with a guy that I really liked and then you know, I, I apparently, um, like this guy was super busy. So I probably, I wasn't going to see him again and it wasn't going to, you know, turn into a serious relationship. But, you know, I was telling her how I really enjoyed those dates with him and I had learned a lot from it and it was fun. And I was kind of excited to, um, you know, excited and looking forward to my next date with someone else, you know? So I was kind of, talking like this and my friend turned to me and she said wow Veronique it's incredible how high-spirited you are considering 
how much failure you experienced in the past <laughs> wow. month. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, what do you mean failure? I had a bunch of really nice dates. I enjoyed uh -huh. myself. I had those... I have those great stories that I can tell my friends about, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm, you know, like literally I dated someone who was 10 years younger than me. I dated someone who was 10 years older than me. I think that's really funny. Like, you know, like, so I have this bunch of really positive experiences, you know, and she just framed it like failure because, well, probably because I, I wasn't married yet at that point or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just realized at that point, oh my God, there are people in the world who look at dating through this lens of success and failure. And how horrible must it be to date like that? You know, I was like, thank God I don't look at it like that, you know, because that would be really like a, a very heavy burden to bear, you know, to carry around. If every date, becomes um, like a, a possible failure, you know, mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, so if it doesn't lead to marriage, you failed or whatever. Or if the person doesn't want to see you again, you failed. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if the person doesn't seem so interested, you failed. Mm -hmm. And I want to um, offer another possibility to, you know, people who are listening to this podcast to say, you know, why don't you redefine what success and failure is for you? Uh, but more importantly, why don't you just stop thinking about success and failure altogether and just concentrate on, you know, what do you want more of in your life? You know, do you want more fun, more enjoyment, more connection? Um, or, you know, do you, do you want to stare blindly at this, mental construct of success and failure as defined by God knows who. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Veronique, in my book, The Art of Wooing, I actually talk about <laughs> this. But I remember I was in like a, in a train in San Francisco and there was like a, a sign that said, we have 99% of success in matchmaking. And I thought about it like, what what does that mean? Ninety nine percent success mm -hmm. in matchmaking. Does that mean like? That, yeah. Does that mean they were ninety nine percent successful in in getting everyone married and not have a divorce? Are they saying ninety nine percent getting uh, matching up someone to go on dates of the perfect person that you've been looking for? Are they saying success in the terms of the just get you a date? Yeah. Like what does that even mean? And I was kind yeah. of I was thinking about it that day. I was like, huh. Well, I think we can create our own idea of success and failure. Mm -hmm. And the reason why a lot of people struggle in dating is because they always see, like you were saying, like either have success or they don't have success. They only, they either win or they don't win. Mm -hmm. and, and then life becomes like kind of burdensome when we're not winning anymore. Mm -hmm. So in one of our episodes, we talked about the reason why people are burnt out is because they, they have that winning, losing mentality mm -hmm. as opposed to that enjoyment mentality. Mm -hmm. So I think that this illustrates that from that kind of example that it's a lot easier to go from that enjoyment model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what I want to tell our listeners is that 
if you are right now really suffering from um, this whole failure rejection thing you know if 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 failure and rejection is a big thing in your life if, if that's something important you know that causes you a lot of suffering and that's really hard for you then i just want you to have an open mind about this and say hmm well veronique and pat seem to think there's another way to see failure um and i don't see it right now but i'm open to seeing it differently and i think that's the most important thing is to just have a little bit of humility about the way we see things and realize that that's just how we see it but we could see it differently and there's a very realistic chance that we will see it differently if we're open to seeing it differently mm-hmm. um another example of this is um it's another example from george pransky he he talked he tells a story about this guy um a client of his who was talking about um a person in his life that he thought was narcissistic and just a bad person and just like this horrible person that you know it was just impossible to get along with this person and george asked his client well you know do you think there are people who see this person differently Like, do you think everyone in the world would say, yeah, this person is a horrible person and he's narcissistic and he's just impossible to be with? And so this guy took a little step back and he reflected on this question. And the next time he he talked with George, he said, you know what, I, I really considered your question and I paused and all of a sudden I had the thought, oh, there are people i respect who think this guy is a great guy Mm -hmm. and that gave him enough humility to to kind of take a little bit of the heat and the, the the pressure out of this interaction with this guy where you know he took a little step back and he said okay i think this guy is a jerk but there are people i highly respect who think this guy is a great guy so you know, I'm going to give him another chance. I'm just going to observe and see what he's like. Maybe I could see him in a, in a nicer light too, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm inviting people to do here is take a step back and reconsider the things you're so certain about. You know, like if a date doesn't lead to marriage, I'm just a big failure. Can you look at this a little bit differently? Can you reconsider, you know, this whole concept of failure and rejection you have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, would that be a good thing for you? You know, would that be, would that make a positive change in your life if you were able to look at it differently? Mm-hmm. One thing that I often talk about, I'm not sure if it kind of relates or if it's in the same category, but I remember th- there was this one time when I was at this club so and I remember seeing this one woman that I found really really attractive and and I would always kind of like talk to her and she'd be like yeah you're not worth my time and but I keep I would keep coming back hey what's up what's going on and she kept giving me the same the same response each time and and then later I was like oh but I I remember her she had a very distinctive like look or or thing about her so I kind of like remember that and then at one time we ended up 
both at the same party of someone that we both knew. And all of a sudden, it was like, hey, I remember you a long time ago at this like one club. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was so, I was just like, I was so drunk or something happened like that day. I couldn't talk to you. And, and then she was really, really nice then. Also, now I'm not saying this will always happen, but for me, it was like, but you know, I could have been like, oh my gosh, like I'm terrible. I, I suck. I, I, I lost. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy, which is which is often what I hear a lot. And a journey that I spent like eight years on, on trying to fix that. Mm. And then when I start to see, oh, actually, you're not really ever winning or losing, and and people can also, you know, be nice to you. Mm. Like even if you think that they're a terrible person, they're probably not a terrible person all the time. Mm-hmm. like like she was nice to me later on in a different circumstance mm-hmm. but people are not like one way all the time mm-hmm. and it also shows that it, it's not a good idea to take um someone's reaction personally because you know you could have said oh you know it's just that i'm you know, I'm unattractive, women don't like me, blah, blah, blah. You could have made it all about you, you know, and taken it very personally and thinking that this one interaction meant something about you as a person. But um, you didn't, you just, you know, you were open to kind of this being about her <laughs> in a way, you know? So when you met her again, you were like, hey, yeah, that it's that person that I met. But you you didn't go the whole, oh my God, I'm such a horrible person and I'm sure she will never want anything to do with me because I'm just not worthy. So you were just kind of really open and relaxed and you went up and talked to her anyway because you didn't feel inferior or worthless or you know unattractive because of that one interaction. Yeah, I know the feeling though that of jumping into that road. I know that feeling oh, very too. well. Me too, of course. Yeah, me too. yeah. but <laughs> I think the quicker I realize that oh that's just kind of kind of like oh that's not just true i can just forget about it uh the faster i'm able to actually move on again and 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 have other conversations and i remember i forgot who it was it might have been steve chandler who said this but i remember this thing really struck out to me and he said the feeling of rejection that's real like we can feel the pain of rejection but everything after that is all, is all made up everything else is made up after mm-hmm. that and none of that is real. So when you make stories of, oh, I'm unworthy, I'm not unattractive, I'm all this stuff. Well, all that stuff is all made up mm-hmm. after that. And I, I found that really helpful for me when I heard that. Yeah, that reminds me of something I think Michael Neal was saying. I think it was him. He said, um, we have to be very careful with the therefore. So for example, this person rejected me, therefore... I'm unattractive and I'll be single for the rest of my life and I'll never find, you know, I'll never be in a happy relationship. So it's like, you know, you, you just, you have to cut out everything that comes after therefore, you know? Mm. So it's okay to just, you know, to just say, okay, I feel hurt right now. Or, you know, I feel rejected, you know, or I feel embarrassed or, you know, fine. Like we all feel all kinds of human emotions, you know, but like it, just like you said, the feeling of rejection might be real, but if you cut out the therefore and just don't go there, it's not going to have a huge 
uh, impact on your life. Like it's not going to create a lot of uh, damage or havoc in your life. You're just going to have the feeling and then it will pass and that's it. You know, it's no big deal. But of course, if you jump in the therefore and make, you know, come to all kinds of conclusions, like she rejected me, therefore I will never go up and talk to a woman again, <laughs> you know, or she rejected me, therefore, you know, I will never talk to uh, women uh, that are very attractive ever again. I will only, you know, go for the low hanging fruits or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, you know, like, you just like cut out the therefore, no need. Uh -huh for any therefores you know mm -hmm. just stay with the experience and just be open for whatever might happen in the future mm -hmm. i think that i think we'll leave it at that veronique i think that's a, a great ending to this episode so as always the lovely veronique pivetta everyone so if you guys want to get the audio files from george prancy again you can go to the notes sections below you can subscribe to this podcast you can comment on the podcast and the YouTube channel. And also, do you have any other last things, Veronique, that you would like to plug in today? Um, no, that's it for me today. That's for you. You. Okay, sounds great. And, and last thing, you can also purchase my book at the Art of Wooing at wooist.com as well. You guys have a wonderful day. And Veronique, should we have another episode for our audience to expect next week? Yes, we're going to answer the question how should i approach people what should i say Ooh. when i approach people Ooh, i'm i'm all of a sudden getting all juiced up with this topic so <laughs> so we'll all catch you guys on the next episodes tune in and we'll talk to you guys real soon ta-ta for now